Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. I'm so excited you're here today, and uh, and as you know, we talk about all things brand you. So if you're a solopreneur, um, a thought leader, an expert in your field, and you're positioning yourself as that expert, then or perhaps you're wanting to leave the workforce and you're considering making your business a yourname.com. So the purpose of our show is to talk all things personal branding and yourname.com and interview experts uh, in their field as well. So welcome to the show. Today I have one of my favorite topics that I, I wanted to talk about today, which is which is the subject of likability. And I think it's a really interesting one because it's one that I uh, it's it's an intangible sometimes, isn't it? You know, it's one of those things you go, well, what makes someone likable? I don't know. I just like them. And, uh, you know, it was a couple of years ago I coached this guy, uh, Mark, and he was applying for a job with a large bank and it was a graduate role, but he was a little bit older. And uh, he went back to university and and um, and was applying for a finance role in, this, in one of the big fours. And he had to do a Skype interview. Now... Even though he came to see me personally, the actual interview that he was going to be going through was on Skype. And so what I did was I set up the practice and the, the coaching for him and we did the practice sessions on Skype, but we I put him in my office and then I got on my computer and I did my end as in if I was the if I was the interviewer at the other end on Skype. So we actually did a Skype interview but opposite ends of the office. And, uh, and it was to be able to help him get a sense of what was going to be coming across and what, what um, would be picked up versus face-to-face. And one of the things that um, really amplifies character is, and, and whether someone likes you or not is that in person. And something that can get really easily lost in a Skype interview is likability because it really you haven't got that face-to-face and that real personal connection and it's one of the things I find in Australia, even uh, if you look at coaches in the, uh, the ICF studies that have been done, the International Coach Federation, you look at Australia versus the US, and in Australia, around 15% of coaching sessions are done face-to-face, whereas in the US, uh, around 75% uh, are done over the, on Skype. Sorry, other way around. So um, 15% in Australia are done on the phone, so the rest are all done uh, in person, whereas in the US it's the other way around. So, so many of them are done face to face. So, only around fifteen percent, and the rest are done on Skype. Anyway, um, but I think that what's starting to happen a little bit with because of digitization is the uh, the relevance of likability is is being a little bit lost, and I think that's why in two thousand and sixteen we're going to start to see. Um, technology come in where where we can um, get more likability. So podcast is one of those. Uh, YouTube is one of those. So if you're in a yourname.com business, I reckon you probably want to look at 
what are some of the tools and techniques I can use because it's not just about photos, it's not just about my written content, but what can I do to help people connect and engage with me as if I was sitting right next to them and video and podcasting I reckon is probably uh, the two that will make probably the biggest biggest difference if you're thinking about doing that. Because what we do know, my background was working with uh, job seekers. When I came out of corporate, I spent a lot of time working with job seekers and a lot of my work was helping position and market people who um, weren't very good at selling themselves. And would you believe that 58% of the time, if a recruiter got a good feel for the candidate's personality, then they would extend the offer. So a lot of my work was around helping getting people's personality to come to life through their uh, communications and I think now more than ever um, it's just becoming so much more important to get because it gets cut through particularly in any kind of communications if you're if you're an expert or a thought leader or you're building a brand you.com type business and something I thought was really interesting in um, in the Wall Street Journal, there was a study that was done and it was of 133 managers that was done and it was done by the University of Massachusetts and it found that if an, uh, that an, if an auditor is likable and they give a really well-organized argument, managers will tend to comply with their suggestions even if they disagree with them, then the auditor lacks supporting evidence. Isn't that interesting? So... Your likability allows you to influence and persuade more than you might even think because even if you don't have supporting data and evidence, and particularly if you're an auditor, um, the people are more likely to follow what you want them to do if they like you. So um, I think that if you're thinking about, you know, well, so what what is sort of the practical sense of being able to improve your likability? Well, one of the things that I often get asked is, can you actually teach likability? How can you teach someone to like, be likable? And I, my experience is I definitely can. So I spent 15 years in the retail industry and my job, um, I spent a period of time as an area manager and one of the, the and it was a very personalized service. I worked for a family called the Mathers family, and and the Mathers family, Sir Robert Mathers, was knighted by the Queen for his contribution to business in uh, Queensland. And I worked for his daughter Tracy for years. And this is a, a third generation retailing firm, and their their grandkids all have their own retail businesses now. And so uh, I spent fifteen years in retail, and a lot of my uh, coaching and mentoring of, of particularly new staff, but when it, one thing that really affected sales was rapport building and connection, and I spent a lot of most of my time coaching and mentoring um, and following staff around, but watching their rapport building skills. And so every time uh, one of my jobs was to go in and work with stores that were underperforming, and so if there's their turnover needed to increase. Uh, the first place that I would start is I would look at um, at the staff and the rapport building skills, and I would focus a bit less on the dollars initially, but uh, but more so around connection. And if I could get the connection right, um, then it would work. And in the store that um, one of the stores that I worked in, I just purely focused on that, and within uh, twelve months, the turnover had doubled. So I think, in my experience, I think there are probably probably five things I think that you could do if you're trying to really get better at being likable and it's not something you'd really probably admit to that very that much would you you know it's not not like we go around going oh I so want people to like me but you know 
I think my experience has been at, at the heart of it is that I think a lot of my clients, you know, you can see these quotes out there that say, you know, what you think of me is not my business and all that sort of thing. But it was um, uh, Brene Brown who said, when you stop caring about what people think of you, then you lose the ability for connection. And I think she's right. However, I think you've kind of got the got to get that balance between um, I have to just focus on what I'm trying to do and my message and my purpose here. And in a lot of ways, I have to try not to care what people think. But I also have to care that my customer, what my customer thinks, I based on what I'm trying to do, the person who I am trying to help, um, am I connecting with them? And I think that's the connection that you're really wanting to focus on. So as I said, I think there are really five things that can really help you with your in-person likability. And I think the first one is you've got to learn how to read people. Um, it was Daniel Goleman who, who wrote the book Emotional Intelligence, and you've probably heard of it. If you if you haven't, it's probably like one of the best-selling business books in the classic on emotional intelligence. And he argues that the art of reading people and emotions is one of the top three skills for leaders. And I reckon he's probably right. Um so to get good at reading people, you have to look for what Paul Ekman um, has, has written in his book called um, In Emotions, is it Emotions Revealed? Um, but he talks about, you've got to look for what are called micro expressions. Micro expressions are like um, little non-verbal cues, uh, it possibly even in body language, but micro expressions are expressions in a face that are so slight um, you have to really be um, have your awareness heightened to be able to um, look out for them. And a good example of this is uh, not so long ago, I was running in an airport and, and my heel broke in my shoe. I was running late for this flight. So I was on, my, I was on this sprint and, uh, and so I ran into this shoe store and I had to hurry up and buy a pair of shoes because my shoe broke. And when I ran in, I, I literally had my credit card in my hand and I ran up in, into this area of the store and in the store, there was like a shelving of shoes. So it was a fashion store and then it had a shoe section. And I ran in, literally pulling shoes off the shelf, looking at underneath the shoes to see if they were a size 39. I take a 39, so I'm pulling them off the shelf, trying to find a 39 and hurry up and try and find something that will fit me because I had to get on this plane to this conference. And um, the sales assistant just whilst on over, just casually and said, hi, are you happy browsing? Now, it was pretty clear that I wasn't browsing. It was pretty obvious that I'm in a hurry. I'm, I'm in an airport for starters, so there's, it's not unusual for people to be hurrying. But, you know, I had my credit card in my hand and, you know, this was serious shoe shopping. <laughs> um, but he just simply didn't take any notice to even realise that I was in desperate need of help and I needed some help with solving my issue. And I said, no, I'm not browsing. I need help. I need a pair of 39s in these because I've got my flight and, and it's about to board and go and my shoe's broken. Can you just get me the left one? <laughs> So I reckon if you know, it's just simple things. Just it's obvious when someone is is in a hurry or someone's lost or something's wrong. Um, you know, even if you look at, I think if you look at uh, Steve Wynn, you know his stores, uh, sorry his hotels over in Las Vegas. He tells the story about um, how his team members go out and deliberately look for problems with their customers or with their patrons, and they get really good at reading body language. 
And, uh, and that's how they're rewarded. They're rewarded by the problems that they solve. So he says, I got, you know what, I got everybody out there trying to find me a problem. <laughs> and what they do is they go out and they're watching. They go, ma'am, you're looking lost. And that was what uh, happened to me. I was in a hotel. I was in the Wynn Encore and I was looking for somewhere for lunch and I couldn't find somewhere open. It was a funny time of the day. And the security guy said to me, hey, ma'am, you, I, you're looking a little bit lost. <laughs> Can I help you? And, uh, and you know, that's fantastic. You know, it's just reading that I'm looking lost. Can I give you a hand? So to do that, I think you just to read people, you just need to anticipate their needs. So and that then leads to the next one. So that first one is learning to read people. So I think if that if you can learn to read people, then you're going to increase your likability. And so it leads me to the second one, which is around you got to learn how to ask questions. You know, one of the things I've learned in the people industry and as a coach uh, is that everyone loves to talk about themselves. Everyone is their own favorite subject. And uh, everything that they will say will relate and, and they will relate everything that you say back to themselves. So, you know, they'll always relate that, oh, you know, that happened to me and oh, I know I did that the other day. And so I don't know if you notice, but you sometimes get these um, uh, conversational narcissists <laughs> and, you know, they, refer, they bring everything back to themselves. So and if you're a good listener, that's fantastic. But I reckon your conversations are a little bit more like tennis. They kind of want to be 30 seconds you and 30 seconds me, and that's a pretty typical kind of conversation. But if you want to get really good at being likable, likability is not about being the show pony and about telling them how amazing you are. Um, it's about making that person feel heard and acknowledged, but not just felt heard, but that you genuinely are listening to what they're saying. So you might ask questions. So if you can learn to ask questions, I think will make um, a big difference to your likability. So um, just go straight to asking questions like, how was your weekend? How did your meeting go this morning? Um, you know, how's, how's that project going that you're working on? Is it, is it making progress? Are you having any problems or what's going well? Um, how are your kids? You know, how did your daughter go at swimming on Saturday? Um, is the doc, did you get the dog back from the vet yet? You know, just simple things. So the likelihood of someone taking too much interest in them that day is generally pretty low. The reality is people just don't do it. Um, and I think it's one of the easiest ways to really connect and help people feel really important and as special as they are, really. So that's number two. Number two is um, learn to ask questions and it will make increase your own likability as opposed to making yourself feel awesome and cool, they'll generally not like that. <laughs> so number three, number three is, and this is uh, knowing what the person might be thinking. Now this requires a little bit of intuition and it also requires a bit of empathy. Um, and it also helps to probably understand a little bit about the person's world. And I think it was Dale Carnegie's uh, book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he talked about using empathetic approaches, you know, always talking from the person's point of view. So, you know, if you're writing a letter, it might be, you know, I, I, I had a good friend of mine this week who wrote a letter, who was writing uh, connection requests out to uh, LinkedIn connections. And he was saying, look, I know it's a really busy time of year for you. But this was just before Christmas. I understand it's a really busy time of year for you and it's probably the worst time to get this email, but I thought I'd introduce myself because this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. So, and he, it's just simply acknowledging where that person's at. 
and the empathy in their world. And I think the more that you can connect with what they're not saying, the more that you're going to remove the barrier between you and them. And they'll like you because they understand, you understand their pain and their challenges. And they think, oh, finally, someone understands my world. Um, And they don't have to, you know, slap you around the head with it. (laughs) So I think the next time you're sort of thinking about likability, think about what's happening in that person's world right now. And perhaps what are they thinking? And you could even say, you know, you're probably thinking blah, you know, like, you know, uh, are you thinking, you know, you, even, even if it's in a presentation or if it's in a coaching session or something like that. So know what the person's thinking and even put it forward. So, you know, I don't know about you, but you might be thinking blah. So it will remove that real, um, that disconnect. And I think you'll be well on the way to um, improving your likability. So that's number three. Number four. Number four is give compliments. <laughs> People love compliments. People love being told that they look nice today or you did really well with that or congratulations on this or do they look, they're not really nice shoes. They might seem like trivial little things and they may even sound manipulative. But it was Maya Angelou who said, people won't forget, people won't forget what you said, but they will, people will forget what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. So, you know, every day people are just absorbed in their own little world. They're in their world of problems and dramas and issues, which is kids, colleagues, um, you know, things that needed to be fixed. Uh, you know, there's always something. Most people feel generally pretty overwhelmed and stressed to the max. So um, I, my experience has been just a simple compliment. You know, it might be that their hair looks nice today. Um, it just, it really lightens someone's day because people, it means you, you've turned your focus outward instead of inward. And when your focus is outward and around how you make someone feel, then uh, you're well on the way through a compliment to increasing your own likability. And, but the main thing is it's also, it's also got to be sincere, right? So you don't want words that sound, you know, like tacky or, or that you're being fake or anything like that. You've got to make sure it's got the right tone because people aren't stupid. They're going to pick, they'll, they'll see straight away that you're trying to just be manipulative or, or trying to win them over. But a real genuine complaint and a real uh, complaint, uh, compliment, um, and that it's sincere. Um, you know, it, I mean, you're not going to say they look nice if they look terrible. You don't have to be fake and you don't have to lie. But, you know, it, don't say they've got really nice shoes if they've got really ratty sneakers on. <laughs> like, that's just, that's not, be, that's not being tr- um, uh, real. That's being, you know, just a bit probably um sarcastic or something like that but i think if you can be authentic in your compliments and give them out generously generously most people just don't receive them and uh and it really helps you connect and helps people um help people just like you and like you gives you more if they like you it gives you more ability to influence so that's the fourth one and i think the last one number five number five is um appropriate touch and when I say appropriate touch, <laughs> now you, you, you got to be mindful with pulling this one off. So um, you've got to be able to read people really well for this. And I was only talking to a client today about this. And he's, he was talking about the new HR lady at work. And he's a fairly private kind of person. He 
he he doesn't trust people in the workplace and he was telling me about the new HR lady and I said um oh how's it going and and um you know do you like her do you get along with her he said look she's a nice person but she's very huggy like you know she's very mothery and huggery and you know like she's she's very touchy and and he said oh I just I just can't stand it and but for him it's quite obvious when you meet him that he's a very standoffish kind of person and um you know so it's just being really mindful and aware that you know you've got to read micro expressions read the distance that people have before you sort of bring in appropriate touch so for me i'm a fairly touchy type person with some of my clients not with all of them because i can see like with that client today he's not like that so i'm not going to do that that's going to make him feel uncomfortable but I'm naturally a toucher. I generally hug a, a number of my clients. I get to know them after a period of time. Incidentally, this client, I've worked with him for just over a year and he's still not like that. And I can see very clearly that he's not like that at all. He, and, I, and that's great. That's fine. And I'm very much about being um, appropriate and professional. But I find sometimes there are some clients who genuinely really want to give you a hug and, um, and I'm happy to do that. And that's just my style. But you combined with the other one on reading people and micro expressions, you if you'll be able to see if, if the people who are quite warm will be open to it. Um, but even if you're still being professional, if you might say, "I'm not a touchy person, I'm going to stay right away." My experience has been with people who are even not touchy people um, when they when something goes really well for them. Rather than just saying, that's fantastic, well done. Um, one thing that I do with all my clients in the coaching sessions, and if something works really well, I shake their hand because I realize they're not probably a touchy person. But I take a moment, put my hand out and say, that is so good, that's so fantastic, well done, and, they shake my, and I shake their hand. So the quality of touch... Um, it just brings, what I've noticed is it changes the energy and it takes the energy up. And it, and it creates a connection that surprises them, but it's not uncomfortable. Um, so I think you want to perhaps even think about, you know, if you're good at reading people, um, perhaps look at the way that you introduce touch into your likability. Just be really careful with it. Please don't get any sexual harassment claims on your hands or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, it, it means it just can show a sense of compassion and uh and celebration when i use it for shaking someone's hand when they've done something really well so i think if you can do that so you've got uh, learn how to read people learn how to ask questions know what the person might be thinking give compliments and appropriate touch and i think all those steps they're not about being inauthentic or fabricated in any way but the real heart of likability i think is making it less about you and more about them so that if you just take a moment to just watch and observe and listen and ironically the more influence you'll have and the better outcomes you'll get that you're looking for so i hope today's been really helpful for you um i if you want to have a look at the websites as you know i've um just created the connect book which is the LinkedIn for personal uh, LinkedIn for lead generation and business growth in less than seven minutes a day. So you might find some of those likability tools, um, you know, reading situations, moving some of those ever into a digital space, and thinking about you know what questions could you ask and those types of things. So you have, if you jump on the website, you'll see the book is there. It's twenty nine ninety five plus postage. Um, 
and uh, it's all it's super practical and it's all very much about how how to make your how to use your profile and generate leads out of it as opposed to it just sitting there and not doing anything for you um, you're also very welcome to uh, the, so the book is there you might also see the online program where I've built I have built my two-day masterclass and put it into an online course. The two-day masterclass is normally $2,000 to attend, um, but I have put that into an online course and it's $497. So you're welcome to jump on the website and have a look at that. Um, Or my impact book, which is all around personal branding, and it's got lots of likability stuff in it. So I hope today's been helpful. I wish you a wonderful and happy and successful 2016. I hope you've got your goals and your vision boards and all those types of things ready to rock and and you're clear about what you want by the end of the year. So uh, I look forward to catching up with you in the next podcast and, and we'll talk to you soon.